0: Hey, we're back again. It's the Dregs. Aaron here. We have Chris.
1: Yup. And we got Luke. Here we go again. Here we <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't sound so excited, Luke. Gee. Dude, you sound enthused. <laughs> I didn't mean it like
0: that. Well, I mean, like you just been scrubbing uh, kitty poo off the grout all day, right? I mean,
1: that yeah, w- saga's still going on. Yeah, we just re- we're gonna retile. <laughs> just throwing in the bad. towel yeah things are getting better if anyone's interested um not sure anybody is but here it goes anyway things are looking a little more solid uh which is great there's still some um some loose flows coming our way oh, but uh, good god but for the most part this i'd is say way too i'd say 80 solid 80 solid 80 <laughs> percent. oh good lord all right, so yeah,
0: uh, we had Mary Rose on the last episode. That was a lot of fun, but we're back again. We are trying three different beverages because I will say there's a wild card in here. So, uh, like earlier today, we uh, met in Olympic Village. Um, I got there way too early because I forgot how much time it takes to get from my place to Olympic Village, which isn't that long.
1: It's all downhill, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's all downhill, but
0: like it's coasting. Well, yeah, but it's just like. You know, COVID times, it's just like, oh, wait, how long do I need to get there? So I turned up like, what, a good 45, 50 minutes early for, for our really. for our rendezvous time. And I thought, hey, like, uh, why don't I just like pop in one of the local places there in Olympic Village and just have a, you know, which is a quick beer while I wait for you guys. Lineups everywhere could not get in. It was like 20 minutes wait everywhere. I even got desperate and went over to and there was a lineup to get in there. So I was. Yeah, yeah it, it, it was a busy Saturday night.
1: Olympic Village is popping off. Yeah, it's been a while since I've been there on a Saturday night because usually we meet up there on a Tuesday or whatever to, to do some exchanges. And I was I'm driving in there. I was at risk of hitting multiple people. There was mm-hmm. people dashing across the road left and right. There
0: are two resident Canadian gooses in that little plaza there where they are uh, right behind Kraft. And man, they just don't give a shit about anybody like they're just walking up yelling at people they're just like (laughs) walking in the street stopping traffic and then they like change their mind and walk back
1: (laughs) just smug eh? yeah do any geese care what anyone think though i feel like they're the most careless uh, or like they don't they don't give a shit they're the of all the animals out there they're the ones that take that title
0: these are definitely the city geese and not the park geese so
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs)
0: parkies i find a bit more chill so anyway so in our lineup tonight um we're kind of revisiting something we have a wild card as i said and something brand new chris would you mind describing the lineup
1: so we've got a new hazy ipa from category 12 diversion hazy ipa so really excited to try that one out um seen some of our pals on uh, instagram posting about it recently it's got pretty solid reviews. So, yeah, that's going to be a, a really enjoyable beer. Um and then we've got the Daggerad Still Solo House Party. It's kind of sad that they're re-releasing this one. Uh they're re-releasing because, a one-off, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's like they released this at the start of I think it was the start of COVID uh last year yeah. and we're still having our solo house parties, hence why we're, you know, recording we are
0: in our respective houses.
1: Still. Yeah, virtual recording for this. So uh, yeah, they re-released it again, updated the title, and here we are still just uh, living it up solo style. I mean, it's yeah the same label. It just looks like they went
0: to it with a red Sharpie on the canning line there and uh, added the still on top. But
1: And we added some imperialness to it as well. I think that's yeah. different from the last one. So they've given us a few more percent of alcohol to to deal with. Right. Right. So it was a session last time. Right. I believe I didn't so. realize that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause it says Imperial session can IPA. How does that make sense? Yeah,
1: that, that's a fucking confusing style. They just know that we need like strong beers at this, at this point, yeah. just get us into the summer. Like hopefully we can go outside and hang out. Um, until then let's drink some strong stuff. Oh. get through it oh wow so I'm, I'm just looking it up and the solo house party from last year was a four and a half percent and right now we're looking at what seven and a half all right all right and what? then finally what is our wild card chris yeah so um we've got a cider which we haven't featured on the dregs yet so uh excited about that um the windfall cider wild card it is a dry hopped cider yeah, we've, uh, Luke and I have um, had a couple of their previous releases and, you know, they nail it every time. Um, great yeah, team like, over there at like Fall, that, and they're making some awesome stuff. Yeah, As like we mentioned. Hail Mary, the Rose Cider there, the Rose A Cider, really, really love that one. So, yeah. Super good. Yeah, we had it on draft a while back. Where were we at? That was had that? On draft? Bells and Whistles? Bells and Whistles. Yeah. yeah.
0: Bells and Whistles. Yeah, all these places I haven't been in a while.
1: I know. I used to go to that place a lot pre COVID. Um, you go and play some shooty hoops, have mm-hmm. some have a burger and some fries, a couple of Well, pies. there's one
0: that's just opened up closer to you, right, Chris? Like there's one in uh
1: like, yeah. like an arcade bar?
0: Yeah, well no, there's another bells and whistles. Yeah. Oh right? wait, what? Yeah, there's a second location that's uh opened up. Um Yeah, I'll look it up. But I mean while I'm looking it up, shall we open a beer? Well, which should should we start with the solo house party or like
1: I, yeah, I think we should do yeah. Dagrad, cider, and then category. Good idea, Luke.
0: Good idea.
1: Is this our first um, like weekend recording? No, there was that uh, infamous Sunday night. Right, but uh, it's like not a school night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> school night. Yeah, this is, this is our <laughs> yeah. We can just night. end it, man. Uh, yeah, no school tomorrow. Yep,
0: because our previous episode with Mary Rose we taped on a Thursday. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that was a fairly tame episode, I would say, in terms of alcohol c- consumption. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is a big beer aroma going on this,
0: just as I have it poured out. Oh, yeah.
1: So I don't know what this smell is, and I quite like it, and I get it from quite a few different beers, but it's almost this like. A cheers, Bill, char- is by the way. Yeah. Oh, cheers. It's cheers, almost guest. like this dry sort of dryness that i equate to like a new book smell
0: yeah I mean, it's i i'd say that's definitely malt heavy on the nose
1: there like a little new book on the nose a eh, luke mm-hmm. yeah. this one's a page turner would you say i would that's what we should say when we're having a couple of beers just say hey we're turning a few pages tonight eh, boys turn the page <laughs> a couple chapters in <laughs>
0: <laughs> if this is seven and a half percent um yeah this is one of the sneaker solo solo house parties for
1: sure like yeah this does not taste like it's i mean i feel like this is something we say people say you know this doesn't taste like this percent but so many beers now like are good at like hiding the alcohol percentage because mm-hmm. they're just good beers so mm. i don't know i feel like i say that but then i'm like well i don't even know what seven and a half percent taste like. It's not really a flavor, but you think you should just know when you're drinking something that is, you know, of a higher percentage that yeah. like, you know, uh, it's like a little warning, you know, take her easy, but a lot of beers nowadays, they don't have that.
0: No. And I mean, uh, you know, to be honest, if I wasn't paying that close attention I was just running in to get a few beers I was like, Oh yeah, I had that beer last year. That was good. And I grabbed like a four pack of this and just cracked into it <laughs> Uh, I don't think I would have noticed the, uh, the uptick in the ABV there. It's um, got, it's got like a little, well until later.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's got a little kick at the end and you get, you mm-hmm. definitely get the bitterness at the end. Did you guys try the solo house party from last year? No. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. I mean, didn't we do that? I'm pretty
0: sure we did that on the show last I, year.
1: I had it myself, no, we did, we but, but I don't dagger think it logger. Yeah. We had dagger logger. I don't know, have we done another Dagrad beer on the show since then? I don't think so. But, I mean, yeah, this is great, but I do remember the last year's version being a bit lighter for sure, but it's, yeah, I would agree this doesn't taste like a almost 8%. Or- so the style of this beer, Imperial Session Kavik IPA, this just kind of brings up this question like, what are beer styles anymore? Because I feel like everything is just becoming like a hybrid and people are getting so experimental with styles now that it's almost like you can call a beer, anything nowadays. Like you would have never seen this like five years ago in BC Imperial Session Kavik. And if you did, nobody would know what that meant. Or at least I, I definitely wouldn't know what that that meant, um, Ben. But I or, mean, you you do make a good point there because I was thinking about this earlier
0: before we jumped on this call. I'm like, but for me, this is a beer because it tastes like a beer. It's not like there's a massive amount of fruit added to it, or it's just yeah. hazy that like yeah, it's like yeah. So to that, like, what is a beer? And like you know, this is a beer. It's nice and golden. It's uh got that hop characteristic to it Mm.
1: do you think there's room in the world for new beer styles still is there still something to be uncovered and discovered and created or now it's all just kind of like mixes of what's already out there Hmm. i don't know about beer styles but i think hard seltzer flavors i think we got a long (laughs) lot of room to grow there (laughs) this is just the dawn of the hard seltzer age Yeah. Like, have they done like mango lychee yet? Like, I think we got (laughs) someone write that down.
0: Um, But I mean, like, like the big kicker still, right? Like there's still new variety of hops coming out. Yeah, Um, that's the thing. You know, there's different yeast strains that just haven't been discovered yet or, you know, propagated. So,
1: But as far Um, as like ways of brewing a beer into a specific style, pretty much all been done, right?
0: mm, I think we should have somebody who's on a higher pay grade when it comes to making (laughs) beer than us. (laughs)
1: <laughs> come on the we show. We need to ask like a brewer this question. Yeah. Can we, ask can we, can we phone in Casey Foster, phone a friend here? I, I could totally like, Hey, I, I, we,
0: how <laughs> about I put a message out in the discord right now with the link and be like any brewer on here,
1: Do come it. on in. Sure. Right. Sounds like a great let's, idea. Let's now yeah, let's see what, what's going on. Okay, so the the reason I the the what this title this beer style um, imperial session Kavik IPA what it reminded me of was a recent tweet by a buddy Ben Keen um, out of the states. Ben, I met Ben um, when I went on a BC Ale Trail sponsored trip to Victoria back in 2019. Um, he's a beer writer, but he tweeted the other day. I certainly don't think everyone needs to brew to style what styles have Mm -hmm. meaning? What on earth am I supposed to understand about a beer described as a black IPK, India pale Kolsch? That's another thing that's confusing. Like I, you, you read that and I'm like, I know what a black IPA tastes like. I know what a Kolsch tastes like combining them. Like, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work.
0: Well, yeah. It would come back to the base style definition, right? Like, cause like the, the one that comes to mind right away would be like Andina's coffee Kolsch, right? It's, it's a Kolsch, but with coffee
1: in it. It's right. Not a, it's not a coffee stout Kolsch. Like, so would it be a black IPA with Kolsch added to it? Like, I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't Didn't know. Uh, another beer code do like a, an IPK? I don't know. I'm going to, I think pick they up the did research something here. like that. And I remember it being really good, but it it was like just like a, I guess, like a stronger Coles or something. Do you remember anything from the name or anything or the label? You're asking too much of me here. Oh.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well,
0: anyway, I mean, I'm really actually enjoying this beer and um, thumbs up for me. We'll have
1: again. Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, this is pretty solid. A lot of breweries um, in BC seem to be using uh, Kavik recently. Well, yeah, because it's just a yeast that just powers through. Um, eating sugar up and making it alcohol. Okay. Um,
0: yeah, and um, it uh, it's not so fussy when it comes to temperature range as well. So, yeah, like it's a very aggressive and uh, qu- quite the workhorse. So, operations
1: wise, like efficiency wise, kavik makes sense. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I had a solid um, Kvik IPA from Ravens Brewing a couple weekends ago. Um, so that's kind of what reminded me mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, good beer though. Um, I'm I'm pretty much a fan of anything Dagrad makes, so I, I'm not surprised I I like this one.
0: Yeah, um, I can I can honestly say I've never poo-pooed a Dagrad beer,
1: so <laughs> it's impossible <laughs> for sure. And can we just give a shout out to is it Five Thousand Fingers the agency that does their branding? I believe yeah, they're totally in yeah. Montreal. Mm-hmm. Every can I just kind of hold it and just sit there and look. And just time passes. <laughs> they're beautiful. Oh, that—that's the Emily Kyronym. Yeah, yeah. But uh,
0: yeah, I mean, like I know what I know what you're saying, Luke. Like it's like you you know it's a daggerad beer when it's on the on the shelf, but yet it's still s- somehow unique.
1: Yeah, each time, like yeah. they have this, uh, you know, obviously a, a template that they're kind of using here for consistency, but they're all so unique. Luke, what font would you say they use on the back? I don't know. (laughs) There is the world of fonts is just like there's probably as many fonts out there as there are beer, different breweries and beers in the world. Man, if you can make fonts, as my dad would say about other random, actually, as like probably any dad would say about just like something random where you can make a lot of money you would have a license to print money <laughs> if you can make fonts and sell them holy crap man well it's just the selling part that's the hard part that's true yeah if you put the market book of is fonts so basement, flooded <laughs> just a book of fonts on the back burner just can't can't move these fonts man nobody wants them yeah, you now, just make your scroll. fonts into NFTs and you'll make a lot of money at the moment. There you go. <laughs> I thought Times Old Roman would come back, man, but nobody's taking this. But I love this little vignette of uh, a person dancing with a cat in the Daggerad moon, there in the little oval up top. Yeah, I wonder if that cat is uh, what
0: was his name, Marlo from uh, that other Daggerad, right?
1: Role. Right, yeah. yeah. Could be this because this they, they of, said on the
0: label that that cat was like a human-sized cat, right? Like it was a pretty big cat. It was a large yeah, cat.
1: that very well could be. What this kind of looks like is one of Luke's cats dancing after splashing some all over the tiles, and Luke with his hands on his head, being like, "Oh shit, not again!" <laughs> I got a clean, I got a clean grout again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like in panic.
0: Meanwhile, it's a waxing gibbous moon outside. (laughs) (laughs) If if you if you're not getting this reference while uh, we're trying to paint you this weird picture on the podcast, definitely look up this label on the Daggerad website,
1: or go out and get the beer for yourself. I would suggest that. Does Dagrad Mm -hmm. sell much um, Canada wide? Do we know? Or they stay pretty local? A couple
0: cans make it to Alberta, but it's still very local.
1: Yeah. So I feel like they probably sell out of stuff pretty quick here yeah
0: man it's like would have been last summer i was in that tasting room like just ages ago
1: i was there huh. not long ago but we sat on the they had a little patio outside out front mm-hmm. it's nice mm-hmm. their little heaters yeah. going mm-hmm. i eventually want to go to one of their anniversary parties where they just have like because luke have you been to one of those where they have it just outside with erin oh. i remember you went went to oh, one yeah best anniversary parties ever. Yeah. What do they
0: do? I haven't been to one of those. Uh, So since they're in that like industrial complex with like the large parking lot, um, they fence off their back area because they're in the kind of the back area of that parking lot. And so it's like uh, an extended patio out there. So they get a license for the day. And um, yeah, you're basically out there in a block party with bands and stuff. And you're hanging out in the back, uh, like in the actual like brew house. And then, of course, you can go into the tasting room as well. But it's funny because like nobody wants to hang out in the regular tasting room because the party's outside.
1: I remember when Dagrad was just the little space next door. Yeah, like in like five stools. Yeah, and it was like you walk in and you you open the door and you're guaranteed to hit somebody in the back with the door because there's yeah, yeah. already four people in there and that's all it can hold. Especially in
0: winter too, like everybody's in there and they're finally all nice and warm. and Then you're the guy to come and fill up your growler and yeah. you're just standing
1: yeah. there with the door open. <laughs> yeah. And then they had the kind of spillover sort of in the space right next door at the entrance to their little where they do the actual brewing and, you, and it was just two picnic tables that were
0: kind of wobbly yeah and then you could
1: also put your beer down on like a stainless steel gurney table there i'm sure that they yep. use for pushing stuff around the brewery there but yeah that was cool but they've they've come a long way and their their new space is pretty beautiful and their beers are still great so they're doing uh-huh. good there's something so cool about that though where like you go in there and you're like, it's so small. There's only a couple stools. Here. There's something so cool about that. Yeah, it felt like uh, like you've stumbled upon a gem, right? Yeah, and you definitely have. And I think they're doing a good job of still keeping it that way. Like mm-hmm. they're they're still quite small. And like you said, the cans maybe make it out to Alberta, but that's pretty much it. It's a pretty exclusive yeah. product. Yeah, and like
0: uh, that was back in the day too, before they had the sidewalks from the SkyTrain. To there like you had to walk through the muddy grass when it was pouring rain and yeah
1: that, that's a nice upgrade they made i mean it's a short walk but it is kind of like in the middle of nowhere and it, the sidewalks at least you know you're like walking to somewhere <laughs> yeah the cool thing they did with those anniversary parties that i just saw on instagram but um they they did like the custom plastic uh cups oh yeah right? i still have those yeah they're the best yeah they look yeah. dope
0: those are definitely the throw them in your backpack and go to the park, uh, you know.
1: For like plastic tumblers, right? Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. All right, boys. I'm
0: opening my cider.
1: I haven't had a cider in a minute. I'm actually yeah, no, like me too. I like I yeah, like, yeah. I'm kind of
0: glad we went around to the back
1: and saw friends of friends of the podcast. All right. When you say went around to the back, you sound like it's like we went to like some sketchy parking lot to like find a, find a can of cider. It was like just the we just made
0: cider legal here in Canada. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: yeah. We had we had weed legal first
0: and yeah, then yeah. cider. The weed and... came first. Priorities. Yeah. All right. So friends of the podcast here, Windfall Cider with the wild card. So this is my first time having this. Uh, it's a dry hopped
1: cider. Uh Luke, in your experience, have you had many dry hopped ciders? No, I'm not a big cider drinker. I've had if I had to count in my entire life, maybe I don't know, 10 servings mm-hmm. of cider. Right. So, but nothing against it. I just don't really get the opportunity or I don't really yeah, think about yeah. it. But when I do have it, it's great. Well, I just had a first sip and let you have a sip here. It's nice, quite yeah. dry. It, but it's got a haze to it that,
0: you know, it's kind of, yeah.
1: This has like a beer mouth feel yeah, kind yeah. of, right? It's a bit, it's a bit um, more full-bodied than other ciders I've had. A little bit less fizzy oh. too. But, man, I'm digging this. Like,
0: come on, bring on summer. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: This is yeah. so good.
0: So, yeah, shout out to Windfall. So excited for their space opening up in North Van there. I mean, hopefully it will open by summer. But, I mean, like, I don't know. I haven't spoken to them in a while. But, yeah, I, I should really flick them a text and
1: get the update. Yeah, we should we should hit them up. Um could, they've been posting some just pics on um on their Instagram page and and uh I think on LinkedIn as well of just the, mm-hmm. the space and it, it's going to be kind of like the a, a classic like some of the other uh north uh It's on that Esplanade Street big. there
0: with uh where yeah. beer and house of funk and the La, yeah, yeah. Uh, La, uh cerveceria that just opened is also there. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah i think they got the big door that they're they're going to roll back the garage door right in the front so i, I hope I, I hope they're doing like a little patio on the front too that would be pretty pretty yeah. sweet for the summer i love how this is so not sweet yeah i'm not a big sweet yeah guy and sometimes i think maybe that was my hesitation with cider you know coming across it i was a, just think that it's going to be way too sweet, but something like this is. Yeah, no, perfect. I
0: don't find windfall ciders that sweet. Like they've, they're always like nice, clean and dry. So
2: yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man, I'm digging this. This is, I, I don't know. This might've been the best decision
1: tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh, he's, he's calling it. Yeah. It's interesting when you like, I feel like um, cider might get like a bad rap. Like if you've had. Just those more mass market ciders where they're just so sugary mm-hmm. and sweet. And they're like, it's all about like the 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 flavor it's, on it's the It's an can, alcohol right? pop like at that point. Black cherry cider, or I've got this or that. And like we've all had those in our day, usually because you're having a few, maybe a few too many. Um, but when I first started having some actual craft cider, Windfall was actually one of the the, the mm-hmm. first craft ciders I had, the just difference between like something like that which actually they take the time to let it ferment mm-hmm. for a significant period of time like months um versus something like a more mass market cider where they're just trying to turn and and turn this over and throw as much sugar into it to just get it like as they would say finished uh in you know a week or two and it's just more about the turnover like the difference is just huge it's astronomical yeah it's funny you have kind of those experiences in life where you're you just kind of grow up consuming one thing and then you finally have like a craft or like a small batch artisanal version of that thing and your life has changed right you can never Mm -hmm. go back i had that same thing with chocolate when we discovered this um i think i mentioned it at the episode by the holidays that we did Um, but yeah, that was just like, oh, this is what chocolate tastes like and you just can't go back. So, yeah. So funny story that happened tonight.
0: Um, so when I was waiting out in the little courtyard there uh, near legacy, waiting for you guys to arrive because it was so early, uh, these guys came out with these boxes of, of big, big name, you know, they came out with a, 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 box of Corona and a box of kokanee and they're just standing there and they're just talking to each other. And one of them said, man. I was over there the other day at so-and-so's house and he gave me one of those craft beers, man, that was way too intense in flavor. And like, he just had a craft pale ale
1: (laughs) and I'm like, Whoa, man. It's kind of crazy to think that like people in Vancouver, I mean, I'm not sure if this person lives in Vancouver, but, um, it's kind of crazy to think how they like, haven't tried, craft beer before like there's so many breweries Mm -hmm. in the city you would think that you've been exposed to it or at least tried it at some point but there there is you know still a lot of people that probably just have their go-to they've drank for many years and they just haven't decided to to switch to to a local beer which is sad because like there's definitely a replacement for whatever that person's staple is that probably like has a similar like flavor profile but is local and probably higher quality but they just yeah haven't found it or they're you know haven't tried enough uh craft beers to to find one yeah. they like and 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 hey like maybe
0: he's not a pale ale guy but i mean there's some really good like
1: might have been a bitter pale, you know pale ale like, right if he had the red if he had the red racer pale ale like that thing is fucking yeah, hockey yeah. like that that would have that, if you're not a craft craft beer drinker um and you have that you're gonna be like what did i yeah but uh, but maybe but go to it, house of logger maybe right like try one of those clean
0: go. house of Loggers.
1: maybe Absolutely. he's a imperial session quake ipa kind of guy <laughs> maybe <laughs> that's the one we, we gotta find we gotta find this guy again in olympic village just uh drop a couple off for him aaron do you think he's on the discord server i don't think so <laughs> oh shit it's gonna see if we can maybe we pull need him to phone in, own in.
0: But we might, I've, I've put the link out here. Let's see if we have some any some drop-in guests.
1: Um, do any of you guys have some kind of like funny, like uh cider stories from back in the day? I mean, I feel like everybody's got like a grower's story. Well, I mean, I mean, like I, I do want to say, like I was reading here, ingredients, a hundred percent
0: BC apples on, on this wild card, Canadian dry hops and yeast. I mean, it's a BC product through and through. So shout out windfall. Love it. But, um. I mean, like, no, like, the only, like, cider story comes to mind is, like, the Simpsons episode where they go to the cider mill there, and Flanders is the one and only lifetime member of the cider club. Um. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty funny. So, yeah, like, you know,
0: in that episode, like, Flanders say, if it's clear and yellow, you got juice there, fella. If it's tangy and brown, you're in cider town. Yeah. So. <laughs> But that's, that's American non-alcoholic cider, which I think is a very confusing oh, thing. okay. Um, right. Yeah, yeah, You know, because yeah. like you, I was like say, you say, cider, you, doesn't sound you say like... cider anywhere else in the world and like, you know, you're talking about this with some, with some alcohol in it. Right. So.
1: Yeah. So they're talking more like apple cider. Yeah. Like, I mean, like a hot apple cider sort of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I don't have really any cider stories either. Chris, it sounds like you were just setting this up for a story that you have. Yeah. No, I got nothing. <laughs> really? No, like, okay. So the for, for me, it was like the cider, the two liter cider. That was kind of like the go-to like pre-drink for, uh, the high school dance, you know, just, you know, in, in that awkward high school phase where you maybe aren't particularly skilled at talking to. Oh, so we got to set this up a little bit more. Like you say like two liter. Like
0: the, the, the thing is, is you grew up in Quinnell. So is this like your dad's like cider that he made or like the neighbors?
1: No. Okay. Well, what do you mean by dad's cider? I <laughs> like I'm, how is this a Quinell thing now? The Quinell Quen- cider, you got to be brewing it in your basement. Sub, wait, sub zero two camp- liters. Where are you getting two liters of cider from? Oh, he's talking the, the two liters of the growers. Makes oh, a two liter of right. cider. Okay. Yeah, so you would get, like, in high school, you know, because it's cheap and you we're broke high school mm-hmm. kids, it's like, okay, I'll use a little of my uh, extra foods uh, money to um, purchase a $10 two-liter of, of grower mm-hmm. cider, which is, like, 7.5% right. or something. And it is just straight sugar. Like, it's horrible for you. But, you know, it... Uh, Makes a high school dance, which is probably normally very awkward. Um, makes a little okay. bit more fun.
0: I mean, mine was cheap vodka and cheap rum. I mean, Admiral Nelson. I mean, man. That, that'll that do the trick, Liter- Literally, Admiral Nelson. Spiced rum. <laughs> oh,
2: that
1: what? sounds so suspect. Ad- Ad- <laughs> yeah. It's like <laughs> it's trying to convince you it's so much better than it is. Liter bottle, five bucks. Oh, what? <laughs> How is it? That is super sus. Was but it like, expired?
0: It was totally trying to rip off Captain Morgan. Like it was like I yeah I need to find the label of this and send it to you guys. But yeah, like it was totally the knockoff Captain Morgan,
1: which is like the knockoff of Sailor Jerry's, right? So like how many knockoffs down do you get before the, you the get knockoff to inception this of you're alcohol? Drinking. Yeah, I wonder if there's a knockoff of Admiral as well. That's the one that's um, made in some Yeah, that's Lieutenant Dan after that. Yeah. (laughs) Lieutenant Dan's bathtub rum. Yeah. um, My grandma in Europe, she had a farm or like a garden, but pretty big garden, like a cottage on it and everything. (laughs) Those are two very different things. She has a farm. No, she plants a couple tomatoes (laughs) in a garden. It's (laughs) it's between a farm and a garden, Okay. There's so such a big range between those two things. I don't know. To me, it's it's just one size in between there. there, There's a farm. Uh, You know what? Actually, if you said urban farm, then like probably everyone in Vancouver would know what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. So this is probably like I don't know two acres of land. So we're talking about a plot then?
0: No. Because you could you go farm, you go lot,
1: plot, backyard garden. All right. I don't know. I don't know if we need to get caught up in this terminology, but probably like a two-acre piece of land where she's got all sorts of, uh, she had a big vineyard there with grapes and then some fruit trees and stuff. Mm -hmm. But she would always harvest all the plums, especially for a drink that people make in Slovakia called Slivovica. And she would then give these to, I think one of the local, the neighbors there was in the business of You know, turning people's plums into Slivovica for them. So she would get a whole whack of this booze back. And it was kind of more or less homemade, I would imagine, Mm -hmm. by this person. But in Slovakia, we have these mineral waters too, they come in these two liter bottles. And they're just so, something about it, the flavor is like so unique and you can only get it from these mineral waters. So I always have like a soft spot for these. Mm -hmm. And I remember once my dad went back to Slovakia for a visit and he came back and he started unloading his suitcase. And I noticed two bottles of this mineral water (laughs) and I was like, oh sweet, I want to take a drink. So I like pick one of these up, crack the lid right open and they're just clear liquid inside right so it's got to be mineral water that's what it says on the label <laughs> and i go and take a swig and i think i was like i don't know maybe 15 or something at the time and of course it was just like probably like a 55 clear liquor of distilled plums which i don't know if any <laughs> of you have tasted yet but no. it's just like um have you had soju before oh yeah oh yeah i was just gonna so say it, like plum wine yeah it's yeah. like soju but like way extra gasoline like, way, yeah. like it's got a gas burn to it especially if it's you know depending on how you make it i think you can make it smoother or not so smooth so um yeah. but anyways that was quite a shock to the system i bet gassed up soju eh? yeah <laughs> they gotta bring that they gotta bring that uh they gotta bring that to van we get that hit that up before we go to karaoke just some 55 percent soju oh I, I think they have it Grab they the sell mic. it at the liquor store these days um no, but I
0: want the authentic neighborhood one from...
1: Yeah, because yeah. everywhere you go, people always try to offer you their homemade ones, and they're some are better than others, but to me, all of them are kind of pretty bad. No. So when's your dad smuggling this back for us again? Well, when we can fly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, Iceland is open, apparently.
0: I got the email... That, Booking my ticket Yeah, I no, I got the email saying, hey, you've been vaccinated? Come visit Iceland. We'll let you in.
1: So... Mm. Oh, I'm not vaccinated. I yet. know,
0: but a bunch of our friends of the podcast have been um, so big up on uh, Vancouver Coastal Health for naming brewery staff essential workers. And a lot of them, that's a lot awesome. of them been vaccinated this week. So, yeah,
1: that's so awesome. I d- actually didn't hear that. So how long ago did they just in the past week? That? Yeah. So, yeah. wow, that's huge. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I know at least six people texted me this week saying that they've been vaccinated. And I'm like, how did you get your shot? So (laughs) they're like, oh, because I work at a brewery.
1: So it makes sense, right? Especially if you're like dealing with customers mm -hmm. all day. Like if you're in the if you're pouring beers, serving food like you're on the front lines.
0: All right. Well, we're recording and we put the link out there to the interwebs and uh, we have a guest. It's Mike from Beer Brothers. Hey, buddy. Hey, how's it going? I mean, it's been a while. I mean, uh, let's see. I think the last time I saw you, you were very kind enough to come around to my place and collect my empties and uh, take them for your charity collection.
3: So Correct. Yeah. It's a while ago. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, what are you enjoying tonight?
3: Uh, I just finished the neighborhood uh, Finfolk uh, Kolsch beer. Oh. Yeah. How was it? I was good. Really good. Light, refreshing.
1: Neighborhoods making some good shit. They are, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. What we just had a neighborhood recently, Chris. That was we was it the coffee one, uh, horchata milk. Oh, stout. right, right. Yeah, that, yeah, was that one was good. solid. I just saw they posted on Instagram they're doing like a barrel aged version of that horchata milk Ooh. stout, which sounds really interesting. Sounds like there's a lot of things going on, but um, mm. the base beer is really good. So I think it. I mean,
0: I was I was up there pre opening in October. And yeah, I need to go up there, up to Pandicton again, and uh, check them out when we're allowed to travel. <laughs> yeah,
3: man. No one day.
0: So uh, Mike, since we've been recording and uh, you don't know, we started off the night with the still solo house party Oh, uh, from Dakarad. The new and improved Imperial Session Kavike IPA coming in at seven and a half percent.
3: How's that one? It's good.
0: Fantastic.
3: Yeah. Yeah, last year's was really good. I like last year's.
0: Uh, we, uh, we mixed things up in the lineup tonight and, uh, we just, uh, are finishing the windfall cider wildcard, which is a dry hopped cider. Yeah. I mean, delicious. Luke is normally not a cider fan, but Luke, your verdict.
1: Not that I'm not a cider fan. I'm just not a cider drinker, but it's great. Mm -hmm. It's nice, super light and refreshing, nice and dry. It would totally pair well with charcuterie, Mexican food, citrus definitely Mm. not just reading that off the can (laughs) yeah i was gonna say straight off the dome (laughs) resident chef luke over here (laughs) uh but yeah it's great and then uh we have one more to do chris what is the next beer that we have oh yeah the next beer we got diversion hazy ipa from the periodic series from category 12 very on brand periodic series yeah, this one looks really I good. I think it's a
0: double entendre with that name, too. There, They're talking about the periodic table, and then they periodically put this out.
1: <laughs> Wait, so has this one been out before? Wow. So instead of... Okay. Okay. I should have got that. Seasonal periodic. That was good. Okay. I like that one. I see what I see what they're doing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know, Luke. You're the researcher. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. You're going to make me check out their homepage? So, Mike, I, I I gotta ask you. Uh, recently, you guys got your account banned.
3: We did, yeah, on Instagram. How the hell did that? Happen? I have no idea. I wish I knew. Uh, basically, one Saturday night, we were just—I think both of us were on—and then it uh, booted us off. It told us to log in, and then it uh, did not work out. So we've been off for like two weeks. Uh, Luke has a theory, Ooh. though, don't you, Luke? Oh yeah, we
1: we were just saying that maybe you had some explicit content unintentionally in the background, like the. Uh, I was thinking if you were maybe doing a shoot around the fairies during the time that those mask signs came out with the penis ear. Oh, (laughs) maybe that was in the background and it just got flagged by an algorithm. And next thing you know, all your files are deleted and your phone contract suspended and
0: there's CIA at your door. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time the BC fairy screwed somebody over.
1: Oh, (laughs) shit. Yeah, you got to take it up with them, man. They got to like, re- they gotta compensate you guys. Man. Yeah, right, eh? I'm almost certain it was this.
3: Uh, but that's weird. Yeah. You can't access it at no. all.
1: You can't g- get any of the content out of no, it. No, or...
3: tried to dispute it, did a bunch of things, and they've not gone back to us, however. So locked out um, indefinitely.
0: That's weird. I mean, like, come on, Instagram. At least tell me what I did wrong. That
1: would be nice, eh? Hey? That's, that's wild. Because, I mean, like, you guys have obviously put a ton of time and effort into building up an account. And like, I mean, you've got all the content and, you know, photos obviously like backed up somewhere else. Um, but I mean, the kind of brand that you guys built through that account and connections you've made, and then they just out of nowhere do that. Like it's pretty whack. We've had other friends too, that have got it flagged. And it's just weird that like they don't even give a rationale for it. Right. It it seems like it's maybe just algorithm based, but I don't know. It's, it's kind of crazy. Well, and then like our previous guest uh, on the
0: uh, podcast here, Mary Rose, she was banned for a time and she was lucky enough to get her account back. But
1: like, yeah, I don't know what happened there. So do you just, Mike, do you just email their support team and like hope they get back to you kind of deal?
3: Yeah, there's like two things you can do. You can either like file like a a ticket basically and then they ask you to like prove it's you and then or you can like log in and then dispute it that way. But we tried disputing it when you log in, but it just says like their servers broken and it's been like that for the last two weeks we've been trying, so So, I mean, it's, it's odd because like
0: I've, I've tried running ads before for like some podcast episodes, but then it gets flagged as like promoting alcohol. And I'm like, well, how can other breweries like run ads on Facebook? Like, so (laughs) like, I don't know, man, clear it up, Zuckerberg. What are you doing?
1: I think the issue there is that so much of this is just run by algorithms, right? Yeah, And nobody like there's no humans behind it to even like have a, a, a look at what's actually going on. So they just default to that. And there's just so much content and users out there that they don't have time for that. Be, but to be fair, like there are like some groups of humans that are like checking content, but it's right. like the
0: worst of the worst content. Yeah. Right. That they have to like, yeah. manually like. God. Give a thumbs up, like the burnout, like, I don't know if you oh, guys man. read those, like those articles, like the burnout, like the average, like lifespan of a content, like moderators, like three to four months for like Facebook.
1: Like, dude, and that's gotta be like the hardest three to four months. Like anybody has to go through.
0: Well, like I heard an interview with one, uh, content, former content moderator. And he's like, yeah, I saw the same video coming up over and over again. And I had to watch it through because this, you can't skip it. Like, the way the system was set up, you had to watch the same video. And he said, because people kept uploading the same horrendous content, he had to watch the same video over and over and over again
1: to then disapprove it and take it down. Like You just hope that they've got, like, the best possible, like, medical benefits so they can, like, seek a therapist, like multiple days a week to like help kind of process what they're what they're doing during their day job so what we're saying is mike did not do any of that
0: (laughs) exactly wow that got so dark Oh man. no i mean like you you guys do great content man like you you know your little tongue-in-cheek sometimes you know and you know there's a bit of a laugh in there and like Yeah, but, I mean, there's nothing extreme.
1: No, So, damn it,
0: Instagram, give him his account back.
1: Do you think they accidentally flagged it? Like, there was a human that, like, just think about it. They're burnt out. They've just seen, like, some really messed up stuff. And then they get to your guys, and they just assume, like... They're they probably maybe not even paying attention, and it's just a a nice it's photo. In the shower, pouring
3: a beer over <laughs> yeah, your going, right? <laughs> yeah,
2: they're like
1: ah,
3: inappropriate. <laughs> just, That's the straw that broke the camel's back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it wasn't a golden shower. Making
0: shower <laughs> beers to the extreme. Hey, it's future Aaron here. While editing the episode, uh, something exciting happened. The Beer Brothers got their Instagram account back. So, be sure to follow them, give them a like, and uh, yeah, go check out their account.
3: All right, Mike, with beer in hand, what what beer have you chosen? I got uh, Fieldhouse's new Kvike uh, series, the uh, Ooh. Nordic Blonde
0: Ale. Nice. Right there. Yeah, I had the Nordic Dark Ale the other day, and that was fantastic. Ooh.
3: Yeah, it's a good series. I like it. Are you I had the, this one in the IPA. Are you guys pretty close to Fieldhouse? Uh, well, I'm in Walnut Grove, so it's like half an hour, 25 minutes. Okay, that's, such, yeah. that,
1: that's way closer than what I am.
3: Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs>
1: I've still never made it out to Fieldhouse. Uh, like, really? I've had so many of their beers, but I've actually never been a Fieldhouse. They now have two locations. Right. Yeah, they're in Chilliwack too now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they seem to be killing it. Like they got their own farms and stuff. Uh, we were talking about farms earlier, so I don't know, Aaron. It, it might be a plot. I don't know. Really, <laughs> <but, laughs> I don't know what the definition it, for it is. Definitely not a back garden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not urban farm. I don't know but they're, they're growing their own uh, ingredients. So, so good for them. They seem to be doing it the right way. Mm Yeah. Hey,
0: so Luke, we've uh, dive, we dove into this hazy and we haven't really talked about it. Uh, What are are your initial Who Oh,
1: dove into it. I haven't even opened it. Yeah. (laughs) You're getting ahead of us, dude. I'm having cider still. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's diving except you. You're off the 10 meter board too. Oh wow. Big splash. Big splash guy belly flopping off the 10 meter. Okay. Do you guys like as a kid, remember like that first time you go up to the, the platform diving board mm-hmm. and you're like shitting yourself, mm-hmm. but there's always that like one kid who's just crazy. It's usually the kid who rides a dirt bike. Like they're just, they're doing everything first. You're just like, all right, man. Yeah. You, you, you go ahead. you be the Guinea pig. So they go jump off uh, the platform and you're like, if I don't do this, I'm going to look. <laughs> like such a sissy. Like I got to do this. And it's just terrifying the first time.
0: Yeah. I mean, like I wasn't that adventurous as a kid, but uh, here's a very embarrassing story coming up. Uh, I think I was 10 and it was like one of my good friends birthday parties. And we had it at the aquatic center. I don't know. Like I just saw like that big diving board. I'm like, I'm jumping off that. And I don't know why. I don't know why, because normally I just don't do that stuff when I was 10 (laughs) and I did. And I remember jumping off it and like basically like just straight <laughs> into the pool, like minimal splash, but it was like feet first. And then I came out of the pool and I was just so happy and excited. And I remember running up to my friend and there was like a couple other guys around him. I'm just like, dude, I jumped off the thing. And they're all like, so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're like, I, I just double gainered off it, bud. Personal victory. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and it, yeah like oh thanks also
1: Dad. minimal splash like that, that that's a pro like yeah. you're gonna get that's high marks for that that's what mm-hmm. the judges are looking for they don't care what <laughs> yeah. happens in the air it's all about the splash yeah there was some <laughs> flailing
0: and then i decided to straighten out yeah
1: at <laughs> the last second we we might have to just take you back up there man for redemption like get you to do maybe like a a front flip or something just
0: I mean, we could for when the border opens up again, and we do our subdued excitement adventure back down to Bellingham there, and uh, hit up all the breweries for the drags. So,
1: is that what we're calling it? Subdued excitement. That is the official town motto of Bellingham, my friends. The city oh, of subdued right. excitement. Oh, right. So, what happens if you bring more than subdued excitement into the town of Subdued Excitement? Like, you better build the whole balance yeah. of the city off. You better hope you don't run into a bylaw officer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like they're not even gonna let me like into the, the border of the town. they I'm getting booted. Those excitement finds are steep. Right. So Mike, what is the
0: uh what 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 are, what are some beers you've enjoyed lately?
3: Oh man <laughs> What is beer anymore, right? <laughs> we were saying <laughs> exactly. that at the beginning of the episode.
1: <laughs> Wait, is this
3: and this last episode. A planned Dude, response, was it? No. No, <laughs>
1: Oh, my God! That's Mike had good.
0: no prior knowledge of the first segment of that we recorded on this episode.
1: That is too good. Actually, we put the link onto the Discord because we had a specific question about beer styles. and it was more of a philosophical question, but like, how ha- are there any new beer styles to be discovered or created and invented? So that's kind of how we started rambling today. But we're mm. just kind of thinking like exactly like what is beer anymore, right? You see all these mixes of styles and so many just additives Hybrids and like and... fruit, fruit, this sour, this quake, you yeah. have an imperial session quake IPA. Like what does that even mirror any, mean anymore, right?
3: Don't forget your lactose on your lactose beer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is true. This is true. Um, well, this is why, Mike, I don't know about you, but I find myself leaning more towards classic styles now same because i just kind of get like a wear out of just breweries pushing the envelope and it's cool to see but i feel like after you've tried so many hybrid styles that like when you have a really well done pilsner or you have a really solid like belgian ale or saison or like west coast ipa like and i'm not trying to sound kind of like an old head here but if you've just tried so many like different styles and you go back and you have just a classic like you realize how fucking amazing a well-done classic style beer is yep yeah. like that
0: Chuckanut at and that Chuckanut vienna lager that i love so much
1: so yeah. And I mean, I think part of it is just because we have all this interesting stuff in front of us. You kind of ignore those styles that we've had before, right? Who wants to drink a Pilsner when you've had, when you have all this other stuff at your disposal. But when you go back to that, you're like, whoa, this is just as good as all this other stuff.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just had uh Red Bracers uh, IPA the other day and I've had had that for like a year or so. And it's just so good. Yeah.
0: Don't mess with a classic, man.
3: No. And they've, I mean, Red Racer, like, they've,
1: those are probably their best-selling beers, right? Like, just their pale ale, their IPA. All right, so I can see that
0: Luke has finally tried this beer, uh, the Category 12 here.
1: I really love the label, man. Like, it's like two style of the Category 12 labels. Yeah, they're really nice labels, as we've, Mm -hmm. I think we've mentioned them on the podcast before. But the beer's great. It's quite hazy, but quite light in color as well. Not overly carbonated, kind of a soft carbonation. So it gives it kind of a nice soft mouthfeel, but not overly bitter either. But I mean, there's some bitterness in there, which is nice. I mean, it's not
0: just a straight juice bomb or anything like
1: that. Yeah. I get a bit, I bet quite a bit more bitter from the dagger ad. Mm -hmm. But it's nice. I've been kind of, so when I started getting into craft beer, I was on the IPA wagon. Hard. Mm-hmm. And I never understood when people said, Oh, IPA, like get off that. You know, it's just a trend.
2: Like, <laughs> was you don't know. I don't know.
1: What's that? Was that just yourself? Like, you're maybe <laughs> just that little mini Luke on the shoulders being like, Dude, what are you doing, man? You're know, not another you're IPA. <laughs> but I felt like there was this, you know, you were either in the camp of like loving IPAs or just like, there's so much more to have than IPAs, yeah. right? I just uh, imagine I Luke under-
0: after a few IPAs, just looking in the mirror, going, <laughs> "Dude, you got to get off these IPAs, like Robert De Niro." And you're like, "Yo, you talking to me? <laughs> you got to get off these IPAs,
1: man. You talking to me?" <laughs> Brooks just knocking on the bathroom door, like, "Luke, um, are you okay? You've you've been in there for 45 minutes. Um, you got to get off these IPAs, man. Uh, dinner's getting cold." Um, <laughs> oh. i just feel like i'm the butt of every joke here <laughs> i mean come on we've all had that uh, mike you've had this experience too right you get a couple of ipas in you you just stare at yourself in the mirror for an extended period of time just wondering what am i doing uh, anymore I don't, yeah what even is beer i had
3: yeah, who am i what are we doing here
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh i don't even know what i was saying anymore but i i guess i i've I feel like I've been off of IPA for quite a while now, but going back to them, I can see what I like about them. They're quite tasty. Yeah. And when did the sort of hazy IPA trend come out? I feel like that took took a while. Three years ago? That was while you were staring in the mirror. It actually, they launched that (laughs) style. You were in there for so long. Just there's a few things released. You came out, it was a whole new world, man. But back, like, Right, like six or so years ago, there was no hazy IPAs. They were all just clear ones. All
0: right, guys. So uh, I'm going to introduce a bit of a game show here. Um, So, you know, we we focus on BC a lot because it's where we live and it's where we call home and uh, we enjoy the breweries here. But this podcast actually reaches worldwide. And so, so easy round here. Name the top three countries that this podcast is downloaded in. So Chris, you go first. Your top three, number one, number two, number three.
1: Oh, I have to guess all three because I was going to say like easy number one, Canada. Number two, I feel like would have to be the U.S. of A. And then I got to go number three, eh? Yep, yep. You know what? I'm going to wing it here. But Aaron, I'm going to say because of your Kiwi ties. We could go with New Zealand at number three. Oh, that that's that's a good guess there. All right, Luke, your top three here: Canada number one, mm-hmm. number two, wild card maybe, but Lithuania.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Luke, then Luke Luke has like just a hundred bots in Lithuania. Just he's got a few servers over there that just well, that's what loop I'm thinking. In the dregs. Maybe there's a bot farm in one of these countries <laughs> that's that's downloading a bunch. Oh, of, okay. And then number three is the States. Okay. Mike, any
0: guesses?
3: Uh, okay, yeah. Canada, number one. USA, two. And then I'm going to say, because you have friends in uh, Finland, right? So three Ooh. in Finland. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, we're going like off. Like man, like how it. do
0: I have so much clout when it comes to this podcast? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're just more, you know, you're more international than we are, man. Yeah, right, yeah
0: the international man of mystery over here. Exactly. Well, uh, the top three. So we have Canada, obviously. We have the U.S. And then Mexico oh, is third. Really? Oh, wow. Mexico. Yeah. Mexico. So wow. here we go. So so here we go. I'm going to keep score here. So I'm giving two points to Chris. I'm going to give one point to Luke. And two points to Mike. All right, so here we go. With big one now, four, five, and six. So
1: Luke, you go first this time. Oh, we're still doing countries. Yep, yep. Oh, geez. you can name cities if you want. I mean, if you don't no, care no, no. about Country, if you don't zone. care about getting first, I mean, up to you. Um, okay, I might take a page out of everybody else's book there and say New Zealand for four. Right. Five is I'm going to say Australia. And six, Norway. Ooh, good guesses.
0: All right,
1: Chris. Uh, I don't want to steal Mike's answer, but I think Finland was a good good choice. So I'm I'm going to have to snipe Finland. Right. Four, five and six. Hmm. I'm just going to go wild with this one. Japan. For number five. Yep. Complete wild card. Right. Right. Uh, and let's go. Let's go, Sweden.
3: All right. Mike, Mike. um, let's do Finland for four. Okay. Uh, New Zealand for five, and Australia for six. Why not?
0: Okay. So I'm going to give one point, and that is to Chris, even though he got it in the wrong spot, because none of those other countries that you've guessed, <laughs> all three of you, I'm very are curious are to hear which one though. Four, are. five, and six. So number four is Germany. Number five really? is the United Kingdom. Okay. And number six is
1: Japan. Wow. What? Oh, wow. I, I okay. actually, I just threw it out there because I couldn't think. You know, UK makes sense. I should have said UK because I feel like people in the UK, like there's a decent craft beer culture over there. They're probably searching for craft beer content. Mm-hmm. Kind of missed the boat on that one. But I'm surprised right. Japan was up there. Wait, yeah, this so... is for the dregs? Yeah. I thought we were limited to Quesnel.
3: No. <laughs> <laughs> guys are worldwide baby worldwide wow. all right I, seven
0: eight nine seven eight nine so I'm just gonna do ones here and let's let's just see if we get this so Mike who is number seven
3: seven um Ukraine know, that's a good guess mm-hmm. number eight Luke France
1: number wow. nine Chris you stole mine my... uh here's a this could work maybe makes sense uh Belgium okay mm. Well, nobody's right. So. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Killed it.
0: All right, so seven is Brazil, eight is Norway, and nine is
1: Poland. What? Wow. I yeah, can't I imagine anybody in any of these countries listening to us talk. Yeah. Wait. Like, it's just so bizarre to imagine somebody, like, yeah. standing in in Warsaw waiting for a train— <laughs> listening to us rambling on about nothing
0: well and and I've, I've drilled down to the city level it is warsaw that the wow uh, listener okay, luke from. gets a
1: point for that luke gets a point yeah, yeah for okay. That.
0: Okay. okay Ooh, so we have a tiebreaker now oh no we don't
1: i <laughs> don't no, no, wait see so the winner should, is the winner what, is aaron what we should maybe clarify yeah, our listeners is that you're the only one who actually has a- access to these statistics. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. <laughs> we're not just pulling Mike's leg here. We're not like all on like the, dash- the- we're not <laughs> all on the analytics dashboard here just like, "Oh, uh maybe uh Japan." Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So, uh the number 10 country is Russia. So, wow. Okay. There we go. So, that's that's our top 10 countries
1: that we've been downloaded and listened to. In. It's kind of funny because I wouldn't have think they were Russian to listen to our pod.
3: All
0: right. Joining us now on the drags popping in because like we just put the link out there and people join. It's Xander from Altitude Brewing and head brewer at Monkey9. Hey, buddy. Hey, how we doing? Cool. So I'm glad you jumped on because Luke has a very burning question and you're a brewer to figure this out. Luke, your question.
1: Right. So we were talking earlier about what is beer anymore and we were talking about different styles. And do you think there are like, is there potential still for new beer styles to be created or is, have they all kind of been, Done and they're all just kind of variations of you know let's say IPAs or Pilsners or Kolsch or whatever. So is there is there room in the spectrum of beer to slip something new in there?
2: I'd it- say yes. I was like I don't I don't like the hundred percent follow like like I, I I find that they're just guidelines. They're not like it's not the Bible of beer styles. Like oh you have to, a pale ale is exactly this malt and this hop and that's all you're ever going to make out of something. So, uh, so I feel like, yeah, I feel like this, that could be, a, you could define something as a new style instead of just a variation.
0: Right. And like, and to that point, like the beer that you launched when altitude, uh, opened at Callister was a, uh, Negroni, right?
2: Yeah, so it was, a, it was Ningroni's a Negroni
3: hmm
2: uh, and yeah, I don't even know where that would really fit. Like, you know, yeah, it was a Saison, so like it fit the Saison category at some point, but really it was a, uh, a bit of a cocktail at the same time. So you could say it was a Saison, but you could also say that it was, it was a Negroni beer.
0: And then like another thing we were pondering, like, what is the advantage of uh Kavike yeast strains and like, what's the turnaround time on those beers?
2: Oh, uh they can be really impressive. I think uh, I think I was able to turn around a beer in less than 10 days using Quick. So I think it's it's a pretty, you know, awesome advantage that it's uh you can turn turn some stuff around really fast. Um,
0: so for like yeah. the non-brewers, which is most of us here in the group, um, like like it's a very oh, yeah. aggressive yeast strain, right? Yeah. Like
2: yeah. It's very aggressive cuz you're fermenting at like temperatures that most yeast would spit out really nasty taste like flavors. So kind of like most yeast start to like really push some like kind of rubbery or clovey uh, things in the, in the upper twenties, or not the upper twenties, but usually more into the thirties and forties. But since this thing excels at like 40 degrees, it'll just turn rip through fermentation and be generally clean with some at the lower end of like, like of its temperature, which is, you know, mid twenties, but at the higher thirties and even in the forties, like even up to 45, I heard, um, it's still just a little bit of fruitiness,
1: which is nice. Xander, have you ever had anyone describe one of your Kavik beers as having that kind of new book aroma? Cause earlier Luke described one as, you know, it taken a little whiff of the, uh, still solo party day beer. And he yeah, had that bit of that new book, n- a uh, little, little new books sent to it. And <laughs> so we're wondering, is that Kavik or is that like, should Luke go to the doctor is what I'm maybe
0: asking. <laughs> no, Luke is a bookshop connoisseur.
1: So like he's in there. All-
2: <laughs> I have heard it. I have heard someone try to just try to describe it as kind of being mushroomy. So that maybe it's uh,
1: possible. he would but have like, picked up mushroomy because this guy's the mushroom uh, connoisseur.
2: Yeah. But that's the thing. I feel like there's a lot of things that like the sensory experience is very, um, it's very unique to every individual, right? Like everyone has kind of certain things they're more or less uh, sensitive to, right? Like I know people who are diacetyl blind or even what was one of the other um, flavor actives that's like, you know, one, my, my old head brewer was like really able to get that kind of, I think it's the Cheerios flavor out of certain Mm -hmm. sours. Right. So it was really helpful because then like, all right, well, if, you you're able to detect it but I can't but then we know other people will detect it we can then let that beer mature that little bit extra longer that it needs that's super interesting
1: yeah that's pretty cool because you're like combining a group palette to create a mega beer pretty much right that's pretty neat to think about you're taking everybody's kind of subjective flavors and what they take away from a beer and you're trusting that other person that they're tasting what they're tasting and you can bring all of your individual tastes into creating a pretty
2: Mm -hmm.
1: bomb product. Yeah, yeah. Nice.
2: Well, yeah, and I probably should pop out uh, now. I know I just kind of came in to say hello and-
0: Well, no, thank you for being the phone a friend here and uh, answering our uh, beer questions.
2: You guys got it. I'm happy to help and well, see you around. Have a good one, man. Thanks, Tanner. I feel like
1: we don't have a lot of like recurring segments on this podcast. I mean, we have one segment that's recurring that everybody loves, but we haven't gotten to that yet. We will get to that. And it is definitely the the best segment of the show. But um, I felt like I wanted to introduce a new segment to the show that may or may not be recurring. We, you know, we will see what, you know, the people in um, Japan think about <laughs> think about this when the, the two people listening there hear it. Um, There's but, way more than two. OK, now I'm getting nervous it must <laughs> be a, it's got to be a bot farm no <laughs> those things are. there's everywhere. more people
0: listening in Japan than that we can fit into our 10 in the gazebo so i'm um, just really? saying, like
1: okay yeah. okay i like this i like this okay um so the segment um i'm coining it this or that um basically i'm going to give each of you kind of two options they're they're related to each other and you have to tell me which one you would choose and you you can elaborate if you want you don't have to um, yeah. but yeah, that's pretty much the premise. So, okay. For this or that number one, we'll start with Aaron, um, yeah. hazy boy or West coast IPA West coast. Very quick. Very no quick
0: hesitation on there. West coast. I got the Cascadian flag behind me here, man. West coast through
1: and through. You sound a little bitter about the hazy IPAs.
3: I am. Okay, okay. <laughs>
1: Mike. How about yourself? West Coast, definitely. Okay, we got two for West Coast. Luke? I think I'm going to have to agree. I feel like maybe asked me a year or two ago, I would have said hazy, but I think I'm back to West Coast.
0: Why do I feel like Chris is going to be the dissenter here?
1: (laughs) Who said I was answering the question? I'm the one asking the questions here. Well, no, it's only fair. If I had to choose right now, I would probably say hazy's, but I'm... I'm starting to lean back a little bit towards West Coast. Now, the West Coast ones I uh, have been enjoying more recently are ones that have hops that give more of those kind of tropical aromas. So they've still they've got a good mix of hops where you get a bit of the tropicalness, but you still have a solid bitterness to them and they are more opaque. Um, Those are kind of the West Coast ones I've enjoyed recently. Yeah. Um, All I got to say is stop adding puree to your beer. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that, that's fair. But I mean, that's, that's just
0: me. That's, that's, oh, that's just me. That's, that's just me.
1: Okay, this one's not beer-related at all. Uh, flannel or hoodie? We've been pent up, you know, uh, indoors, social distancing, isolating, not wearing formal attire, most likely, unless you've been, you know, at a virtual wedding or you've maybe had a presentation. I know I'm usually in sweatpants and comfortable clothing when I'm working these days. Um, but yeah, are you guys wearing flannels or hoodies? Who's going first? Aaron, let's go.
0: Well, uh, so previously on the drags, I mentioned, I actually don't own any flannel because I right. think it That's is something track. that should be gifted to you, you know, cause it's a, it's a, it's a Canadian Who made
1: custom. that rule. Who made that rule? I, uh,
0: hey, it's based on my previous experience living overseas with like different cultural things. So I'm going to have to say hoodie. Okay. Um I got a lot of hoodies. My favorite hoodie, the best like best shape designed hoodie would be the wheelhouse hoodie. Like uh like Rupert a wheel. There. Well, no, no, no. It's just I love the I love the design on it with the octopus like attacking the font on the back.
3: Okay.
0: Uh it's very simple black and white. Yeah. And uh, also love friends of the podcast wheelhouse up there in Rupert. Make so some damn good beer. They pff, pff, and really damn good beer.
3: Yeah. Okay, Mike, uh, flannel or hoodie? Uh well, it was this six years ago? It would be flannels, but now it's just the hoodies <laughs> for sure. Yep. What?
1: What? I feel like there's something behind this. Like, what? Why the? Uh... No, I'm just.
3: You no, know, back in the day, flannels are pretty cool, but now they're just you know too trendy. I can't too trendy. Can't hack it. I have, but, I have uh, a funny. Guy
0: that... I have a funny feeling, Mike, that you used to own a snowmobile. But then you got married and the wife made you sell it. So then flannels went out with (laughs)
1: it. Luke, I I feel like I know what you're going to say. I don't think you do. No? Okay, go ahead. Okay, you think I'm going to say flannel. I was going to think that. Because... So, I mean, it depends if I'm going out or staying in. So, if I'm going to go oh. out, I'll probably put a flannel on. Oh, flannel's the going out. Oh, wow. Well, lucky <laughs> I mean, lucky everyone that out, sees Luke out. Like, going out. It's the like, West Coast Canadian tuxedo. Here. Exactly. And by going out, I mean going down to the basement to take the cat shit to the garbage bin. <laughs> and um, Luke's but, actually talking about trousers. So, he, he's more of a flannel trouser kind of guy. Yeah. But... um a hoodies good. But the what I wear most at home, which is where I am 90% of the time right now, is actually crew neck. And there's a crew neck sweater that I have that I bought, Chris, you'll like this at the Walmart in Quesnel. Because I was going for a drive up north, the same drive from episode whatever that was that I almost lost gas on. And we talked about ham and gas or whatever. So you ran it was. out of gas and then you also ran out of clothing at the same mm-hmm. time. Right because after, after like, I got, got gas together. at the gas station, I stopped at the Walmart because when I got out to get gas, I realized it was like 10 degrees instead of 30 that it was in Vancouver. And, like and packed shorts and T-shirts and that's it? Pretty much. So I went to the Walmart in Quinell, which is the first stop on the right. Chris, you would know. Oh, I mean, you can go RV shopping first if you really want yeah. to. But I mean, and I bought this uh, just a black crew neck, and I've been wearing it all the time. And there's nothing better than a crew neck. Like you throw a crew neck on, cuddle up with a good book on the couch. You say in a good front of the brook? A good book like, and a good book. <laughs> You're like I cut up with a good book. Yeah, book. <laughs> this is one I'm reading: it. "Chicken Soup for the Crewneck Soul." <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Very comforting. Uh, so crewneck. That's long story short. You know what? The chicken noodle books. Those are good, man. I remember I was 12. I read the preteen soul. That shit, man. That. That's how you become emotionally mature. And you know what? I should have probably read the adult ones because I'm not very emotionally mature, but I was fucking dialed in as a preteen reading that. The chicken noodle books. Those are real books. Chicken soup. Yeah, chicken noodle soup. Some
0: read something for dummies. Chris reads the chicken noodle books. Yeah.
1: Are they just chicken soup? Or are they not chicken noodles? <laughs> I think they're chicken soup for the soul. And then they each have, like, a category. There's no noodles involved. Okay, Wow, I'm coming across as the idiot here. Sorry, when I make chicken soup at home, it has fucking noodles in it. I'm sorry. Okay. As it should. I'm the dumb guy now. Because I add noodles to my soup. Hey, I add noodles. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Noodles are life, man. Show me your nudes. (laughs)
1: Chris, do you have any more of those for us? Um, I I do. I'm just I'm a little flustered at this point. Um, Give us one more. Th- so personally, I I'm a, I'll go with hoodies, but I've got a ton of flannels. But see, hoodies, I just they got the hood, they got the pocket. You know, more more diverse. You know.
0: Um. Okay. I mean, like, do you really have a ton of flannels? I mean, you and Luke have turned up so many times <laughs> in the same flannel. So
1: I, I do. I've actually got probably like five or six. <laughs> But the thing is, I just, you know, whenever I know Luke's coming out with his going out gear, I'm like, might as well match, you know? Um, okay, so next one is, I mean, we're all craving for a bit of a the, uh, vacation these days. Vacations so, all I ever
0: it. Vacations and I got away. Love,
1: Love to hear it. Um, <laughs> like, Aaron, I think I need a singer at my wedding. Yeah. Um, I'd have to give you a call. Uh, if you were to go on a beer trip right now in BC, would you go Vancouver Island or would you go Okanagan? Let's start with Luke. I think I would go east. And Oh, so you go to Toronto because that wasn't on the list. Uh, <laughs> Okanagan is east, buddy. I think east just because there's, yeah, I don't know. But I would like to stop at Mountain View and hope. Yeah, just opened up new brewery. Shout out um, Mountain View. There's a new brewery called I think North Basin in Asoyas, which I'd like to check out. Yeah, okay. Um, that's pretty much it, I guess. But then, like, go. But while we're out there, might as well go to all the others. But those are kind of the two that are. Yep. Um, I'm interested in for sure. Sound logic, Mike. So, I think you actually went to Mountain View. I think you guys posted something about that. So. Inside your yeah, info.
3: <laughs> that's, why, that's why we got fans. Maybe they stay away. We don't know actually anymore if you went there or not, but I was never there. I was never there. Um but yeah, no, we were there. I happened to be there like opening weekend. Nice. Boston. That was awesome. It was busy. Great beers too.
1: Whereabouts and hope are they? Are they like kind of the main strip there or uh,
0: I mean like are they on the main road or are they in the Rocky River? <laughs>
3: <laughs> they're off the main road off the main road guess. Guess. okay okay yeah yeah so look for
0: look for Sylvester stallone in the river and uh you'll find the brewery over there yeah
1: <laughs> i have no idea what you're referencing but... rocky oh my god oh wow. no no not <laughs> rocky.
0: rocky damn it
1: rambo rambo <laughs> <laughs> you lost me i <laughs> rocky Whenever I go to Hope, so the only place I pretty much go to Hope is the uh, Blue Moose Cafe. Great coffee, overpriced sandwiches and pastries, but still good coffee. So I always stop there on my way to um, this little town you may have heard of it, Quinell, BC. So I've attempted to go to that cafe.
0: Uh, This is in the past life here with the ex. We were making the road trip up to Kelowna and we pulled into the parking lot. And there was literally like a 45 minute wait to get in there. And we're like, well, fuck that. And so we went to the Triple O's at the gas station. Yep. Next to that. Triple O's, solid choice too. It was her first time at a Triple O's and she made so many adjustments to her order that it was like a paragraph that came up like on the order menu in the kitchen, right? And like the kitchen's like right behind the counter. Mm -hmm. And so our order went through and the poor guy looked at the screen
1: and he went,
3: holy shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> he had like PTSD from like working at Starbucks. He's like, no whip fucking <laughs> No, no.
0: Ba- basically, my ex ordered a burger on the menu and then changed everything yeah. out of it and made her own burger.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it came back as like it was a lasagna in the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They saw no Triple O sauce and they were just like, I quit. I, I, I'm out here. Okay. Uh, Aaron. So, let's...
0: in summary, Mike, Mountain View is good. Yes, Mountain View is good.
3: <laughs> triple O sauce on the side, please. Oh, bold choice. Bold choice.
1: Okay, Mike, I don't think you answered the question. Um, no. Van- are you going Vancouver Island or are you going to Okanagan for he's, your next
0: He's going to trip? Vancouver Island via hope. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's faster that way. <laughs> Let's take the Rocky River. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but no, I guess I would choose um the Okanagan. Okay. Yeah. Uh, tons of new breweries there and sunny. Can't go wrong.
1: Can't argue with that. Aaron? This is a tough one for me, man,
0: because I I love them both so You're much. Still
1: hung over from Vancouver Island, though. So I've, I've well
0: well no, but just just for different reasons, right? Like, you know, I, I go to the different places. For different reasons but like uh for me i really enjoy the island like more in the spring fall yep. but like in the summer right like we're down here we're on the west coast it's seasonal but like you know it's not like that raging heat summer mm-hmm. and like when it does get that hot like we're just all inside like just trying to escape the heat anyway Yep. but you go to the okanagan it's nice it's comfortable and you know what? There's so many friends of the podcast that are making such great beer up there. I mean, uh, got to go to Asouye's. That's where my grandparents used to live. Spent like every summer up there. Check out that new brewery. Penticton. Got it, There is not a bad brewery in Penticton. like, And they're just so good on different levels. Go up to Kelowna. Like, man. Oh, but I mean like. Don't forget island, Kamloops. Well, I mean, Kamloops is like, Kamloops is kind of a destination in itself. Like that's, 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 you know, but like, but like when I'm thinking East Okanagan, yep. like that, that's Kelowna, Penticton, Yeah, like, um, but I mean like, God, I, lo- I love the island so much, but you know what? Okay. Spring, fall, I'm going to the island, summertime, Okanagan.
1: You can't have both. <laughs> no, but enough, but enough. that was such like a politically it correct bad. answer <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you just really just presented your argument in such detail
0: hey beer is seasonal and so is beer travel so there we go wow because i was saying to you in the last episode uh, with mary rose like i was sad that i didn't get to go to portland in the winter for my favorite beer which is at glue creek which is yeah. the, the hot creek served with orange wedge and cloves which is like mulled wine meets beer yeah. like yeah So
1: that sounds pretty intense. You you're like, you know, you've got like your different, like you're, you're all over, you're, you're all over. Like you you're in the States for the winters, you know, you're back up to the Island for, for the, for the fall, you know, you're, you're all over the place. Yeah. Man of travel. Well, when we could in the before times.
0: All right, guys, we're getting off the rail, so we should wrap this episode up. So, um, but before we do, we need everybody's favorite segment. As we alluded to, it's time for Luke's moment of wisdom. Luke. What is your moment of wisdom this week?
1: <sighs> I guess it would be now that we're allowed to go out again and see 10 different people and they've opened up. 10 of the same people, by the way, that is the caveat. <laughs> 10 different people every day. <laughs> so get those numbers up. But basically, they have uh, I had an email come in because we bought a park pass last summer to go camping. Um, it basically said camping reservations are opening up. So, so get on that and uh, make sure you get your, your spot if you want to go camping. But I guess my word of wisdom would be if you're going to go camping and it's going to rain, don't use a shade tent to stop you from getting wet. We went to Tofino last year and we had some rain in the forecast. So we borrowed a friend's um, like soccer tent that they would, you know, serve orange slices underneath. (laughs) (laughs) And it was rated for shade only, but we thought better and we said, oh, this can handle some drizzle. And we took it out there and it, it worked for the most part. And then we kind of left it out and we went to bed and, at Probably at like 2 a.m., it was it was just lightly drizzling from what I remember. And at 2 or 3 a.m., we heard the sound of like twisting metal and crashing and all sorts of crazy loud sounds. And we got out of the tent in the middle of the night and this shade tent, which was like a beautiful 10 by 10 thing, it was just a pile of twisted metal sitting in mud at that point so um yeah if you're gonna try to stay dry camping this camping season get something that's actually rated for rain right? not just sun
0: i'd i'd add to that don't put styrofoam blocks in the bottom of your tent um thinking that that's gonna help lift you off the ground because If it really rains and your campsite gets flooded, that'll lift you off the ground for sure. And you'll start floating away like a (laughs) waterbed.
1: So (laughs) (laughs) Uh, did somebody actually do that? Yes. Oh, good God.
0: I won't, I won't name names, but whoa, they told me that. And I went, and you thought that was a good idea.
1: Jesus. They were for sure on edibles. If they set that up. (laughs) Luke, sounds like you're throwing some bold move to throw some serious shade at shade tents. The shade tent market is just fucking dropping as we speak. Well, it's I mean, it's so much cheaper to buy a shade tent than it is to buy the equivalent rainproof tent. So most would just go for it. And we had an experience with it was last Canada Day, actually, that my friend brought this thing out. And I don't know if you guys remember Canada Day last year. It was like 10 degrees and raining. But we took this specific tent out to a park, to Queen's Park in New West. And we set it up and we had like down jackets on and we brought our, our folding chairs and we ordered pizza and we ate it under this tent and it worked for the time in the rain on Canada Day. So we figured it would be totally fine if we, you know, put it under some rain again. But um, it just won too many rains for that tent and it just <laughs> collapsed.
0: You didn't, you didn't uh, erect it inverted, did you?
3: No,
1: no. <laughs> I'm sure of it. Actually, now that you mention it, I'm not sure of it. But um, those things, you might get one rainy night out of it. But, oh, the second one, it's going to collapse. So spend the extra 50 bucks for a rainproof one. Just don't go camping. All right.
0: This is the dregs. Like... We've done so much recording in this episode. I have no idea what I've done in the editing process, but I think this is the end. <laughs> Half yeah, <you> <laughs> hey, Aaron, have
3: fun. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck to you.
1: <laughs> thanks for joining us, Mike.
3: Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah thanks, check for out. Out. thanks for joining,
1: man.
0: Uh shout out to Xander for popping in real quick. Literally, phone a friend there on who wants to be a millionaire and answering Luke's questions. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thanks, as always, to my co-hosts Chris and Luke Van Pours. Uh What's the big exciting news for Van Poors this
1: month?
2: Ooh,
1: well, Chris, but, do you do you want to do you want to spill the beans here? <laughs> we have nothing. And- <laughs> we're, we're getting a real tent. <laughs> Oh we're upgrading God. our tents. No, I there there's no crazy <laughs> exciting news, but if you if you want to follow along with uh Luke uh, Luke's been taking some sick photos recently. We've got some uh <laughs> some some new content up on the Instagram, so uh, hit us up at, uh, at Van Poor's and um yeah, we'll we'll keep the nice photos flowing. All right.
0: Cool. I'm Aaron from the Cascadian Beer Podcast. Uh new episode just dropped from Main Street Brewing. Um, uh, it's, it's tough, man, because usually I bank a bunch of episodes when I go traveling and then I'm good for a few months, but haven't been able to travel the last few mm-hmm. months. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's very interesting indeed. Uh, follow us along the drags.beer go there, leave us a voicemail, questions, comments, concerns,
1: and add Drags podcast up. on Instagram. Until next time, remember, support your local. Peace.
2: Goodbye.
3: Whoa, I like your cat.